That was a nice golden classic by the Beatles, namely Golden Slumbers from their album Abbey Road. You're listening to Tune FM here on 106.9. Kim and myself are back in the studio with yet another wonderful lecturer joining us for a bit of a conversation. Today, we are, at the moment rather, we are joined by none other than Gudrun Deberg. I apologise if I mispronounced that. Um, All good, Ben. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. So uh, we are lucky enough to have you in the studio. Thank you so much for coming in and agreeing to chat with us. So uh, Gundreg is a, an associate professor in human biology and physiology. She teaches human biology, human bioscience, and human psychology. Her research interests include exercise, physiology, and chronic disease, endocrinology, and complement, complementary therapies. And she contributes to translation research on the area of biomedical science and clinical health science research, which contributes to better treatment options for patients. That is certainly a very stacked resume. And again, we thank you so much for coming in. Pleasure. Um, so uh, obviously, Miss uh, Gundreg, uh, Deeper, excuse me, um, teaches Physio 110, which is Introductory Human Physiology 1. So for students that might be studying this unit in this trimester or potentially in the near future, what could, just to give them an idea of what exactly they can expect, what does this unit teach at UNA? What do they, what do they learn? Okay, so Physiology 110 or Introductory Human Physiology 1 is basically one of two units. So there's two Introductory Physiology units and we basically take the students on a journey through the human body. So they learn anatomy and physiology, how the body is structured and how it functions. And we start off with four weeks of foundation to get everyone on the same page and then we get into the body systems. Awesome. That sounds fascinating, personally. Yeah. That's something I've always had a little bit of a, a keen interest in. So what do, you think, uh, one, what do you think one thing that students can do in your units to earn a better grade would be? Uh, we definitely found that attendance is key. So the more attendance at scheduled teaching sessions, the better the results are in the end. Of course. And there is actually a really, um, you know, uh, what's that relationship? You know, bell it's, curve? it's a well. No, it's not a bell curve. It's like a straight line. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The less attendance, the less are the grades. The more yes. attendance. Yeah. So that's yeah. Um, something we have been uh, hammering into people through these <laughs> interviews. Just a reminder not to fall into the dangerous habit of thinking, "Oh, it's just one lecture. I'll just miss it and watch it online." That is a deceptively easy <laughs> habit to fall into, and it is a very, very dangerous one. Exactly. <laughs> a, it will poison your grades. So don't yeah. do that. If you're an on-campus student, turn up and participate. Absolutely, and make a pact with a f- newfound friend to meet at lectures or to go to lectures together. Exactly. That way, you don't want to let someone else down as well. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> So, <laughs> I'm sorry, that just uh, that amused me somewhat. What do you think the best thing about your job would be? The best thing about my job is probably working with the students and seeing them develop their passion for a subject or their degree, and it's really satisfying. So I feel I've been in this business for over 25 years, and it's still great. So I love my job. I still have a passion for my job. So I feel very blessed. You know? That's awesome. Yeah. That's wonderful. Well, I guess to contrast that, is there something that is like worse about your job or something you don't like? <laughs> my worst uh, thing is probably giving NIs and ends, so fails or failed incompletes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hate doing that <laughs> i guess it's a, it's a necessary evil of the yeah. yes. of the lecturing world yes and also to see a student struggle 
and then ending up maybe with a withdrawal and oh. when you know you could have helped them in yeah. some way. So it's really, that's a sad moment. Yeah. So I guess to, um, to reassure students that might be going into this unit feeling a bit worried, a bit apprehensive, um, would it be accurate to say that you are always approachable if they need a bit of help, if they have any questions they need asked? Absolutely, yeah. Just... I've just about seen it all, okay. so just come and talk to me. <laughs> There's nothing and that will surprise you. And there might be a solution. That's good. <laughs> yeah. And definitely probably ask questions if they're lost in certain topics. Absolutely. Because that seems to be like the whole thing. That's where it's a like, theme. I'm too scared to ask. Yes, and you know if you have that question, half the class will have the same question. Exactly. Mm. So you're actually helping other people. Yeah, for sure. You just have to be the one to <laughs> bite the bullets and yes. take, the, take one for the team, as it were. <laughs> Um, so what's something that everyone thinks about that you teach that may just be inaccurate? I think a lot of people think that uh, human physiology is way too complicated and way too hard. And I think once you get into it, it actually all starts making sense and everything works together and it's very logical. So I think I had my aha moment when I first started teaching and just found, wow, so this fits into here and that use there. And I'm just amazed how little goes wrong with our body on an everyday, you know, um, yeah, in everyday life. Of course. Yeah. So it's pretty fascinating. It sounds and fascinating. For sure. I yeah. will take my students on this journey uh, through their body and hope they get a bit inspired. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's certainly inspirational when you can think about what exactly the human body is capable of and it, yeah. the, every single function and feature that it, you know, it goes through with on a daily basis without malfunctioning is pretty yeah. spectacular. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, there's a lot of things that can go wrong, you oh, know, yes. and yeah. we're only touching on some of the major things. Yeah. And as the students then go into second and third year, they will go in much deeper right. depth, yeah. you know, in sure. this area. Yep. So is this unit, say, I presume it's a core unit, would I be right yes. in saying that? So I, I assume that the foundations they learn in this particular unit will uh, enable them to complete de uh, units further down the road in, say, second or third year with the skills they pick up in this class. Absolutely. So yes. it would be very important and imperative for students to work as hard as they can in this class to get a D or a HD to better prepare them for what's to come. That would certainly be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Probably everyone had that attitude. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Hmm. So what was something you wish you knew before you started university? I think when I first started at uni, I did not know how many lifelong friends I would make. So to me, going to university has really, because you go with like-minded people and you meet yeah. friends, and it doesn't matter how much time passes, you're still friends. And yeah. because you were in that same period of your life together and you just connect. And so I think that is just the most wonderful thing. So the friends you make now are really in your first year will really stay with you for life. Of yeah. course. Yeah. And just, I guess, based on that particular idea of remembering what it was like when you were an undergrad yourself, yeah. is there anything now with the benefit of hindsight that you look back on and realize you weren't all that good at, something that you think you could have improved on? Absolutely. Physics. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> 
physics was my probably my problem subject and I did try but I kind of zonked out and actually sat in the back of a very big lecture <laughs> theatre with about 600 other students I see and knitted Oh, okay. that's that's. I've legitimately never heard of anyone doing that before. Knitting in the back, knitting mid lecture. Yes, normally it's like, oh, I'm napping in the back. Did the lecturer pick up on that? That you no. were okay. No. Wow, and there were a lot of knitters. Okay, wow, it's just a common theme back then. Just people would knit in the middle yes. of a lecture. Yeah, I want that to come back. Actually, yeah. I want to. I want to walk into my lectures this trimester and see people crocheting or knitting up the back, knitting a nice little pattern. Yeah. Oh, goodness me. Um, do you have anything that you are particularly passionate about at the moment, um, whether it could be, you know, some research that you're doing or something else in daily life that fascinates you? Look, probably my biggest passion at the moment is that um, related to my work is really to teach people about their body so that they are more responsible for their own well-being. Mm and understand what's going on. And also I think they are therefore better patients when the time comes that they have to go to a GP and can actually ask questions yes. to further yeah. their well-being. So I think that's a big passion. My second biggest passion is probably uh, to be environmentally, um, let's say, aware and to do my bit. So thanks to my 28-year-old daughter, we now have four compost bins in the backyard. That's commendable. And <laughs> we actually, so I really try to do the, you know, um, do what is share. it called? Reduce, yeah. reuse, recycle Minim approach. Minimize yeah. your carbon footprint, as it were. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is, I think it's something that a lot of people, especially in Australia, could um, benefit from taking up, considering we've just you know, spent the last few months of the country being on fire and then underwater in very quick succession. It's, uh, it's a rather drastic and yes. scary time. So it's it's always uplifting and inspiring to hear people that do try and do their bit wherever, you, wherever they can. So thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> well, pleasure. Um, I guess um, moving on to, again, just on the subject of research, yep. what would be your dream research location? Where's somewhere that you would just love to go and research for a while? Well, I often wondered if I should have become a marine biologist because I actually really like to... I would love to be on a Caribbean island or a South Pacific island and just wow. snorkel and do things like that. Cannot so, fault that one yeah, bit. No. <laughs> so, so that would probably be my dream. I actually looked up jobs at Caribbean medical schools to wow. see if they needed a physiologist. <laughs> no luck, unfortunately. No, no luck, unfortunately. <laughs> that is rather disappointing, but certainly a, a good uh, dream to have in mind potentially Absolutely. down the line yeah yeah so yeah. <laughs> um so is there anything you're listening to at the moment that may not be music but just like a podcast or an audiobook yeah look i'm a i'm a really old fashioned person i guess i don't really listen to much music or podcasts because when I'm in the car, I listen to the ABC radio. Yeah. And in the morning, I do that. So I get all my news that way, I guess. And then um, when I walk, I usually do long walks with my dogs. I actually rather be in the environment. So 
but if you ask me for my taste of music, you know, then I would say it's also old-fashioned a bit because <laughs> it would be Motown and the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and awesome. Bob Marley <laughs> and, uh, you know, yes. things like that yeah. that I would probably really like to listen to. Yeah. So do you have a favourite song from, say, Rolling Stones or the Beatles or...? Well, I guess who can go past satisfaction? That's, you know, there you go. The That's Rolling a good one. <laughs> or um, one of the songs I really like at the moment is actually from Bonnie Raitt, and it's called Angel of Montgomery. Wow. So, but again, you know, it's stuck. Yes, of stuck course. Stuck somewhere in the past. Yeah. But of course, we have a lot of the remakes happening now, right? <laughs> yes, everything's getting remade and remastered. <laughs> yes. Um, so what's your favorite time of the day? My favorite time of the day is going for a walk with my dogs, and usually that's in the late afternoon. Oh, you are uh, after work. Late what afternoon. sort of dogs? So, if you see me with two large dogs on campus, I walk a lot around the sports union, like Zot, and through the park south of the col- or down from the colleges. So that's me. So I have two Labradoodles. Labradoodles, Ooh, awesome. Yeah. And one is brown and one is beige. Oh, so. very beautiful. As you, can, well, as you can probably tell here at Tune FM, we are very uh, animal friendly. We love yes. animals, dogs, cats, anything. We are big animal lovers. So yes. it's uh, we get excited when people mention what sort of particular animals they have yeah. at home, which is pretty spectacular. And actually, the students love meeting them too, or my dogs love meeting them, and then the students often tell me how they miss their own dogs <laughs> from, from home. I was going to say, unfortunately, I can't really take my cat into lectures with me. (laughs) That would be a rather interesting experience for everyone, I feel. Um, I guess the final question really have is, do you have any sort of professional academic social media presence for anyone that maybe wants to learn a little bit more about... Uh, no. Okay, no, that's fine. That's I'm s- actually not on social media. I just have a Facebook page for my friends no, to keep up fine. with them. We certainly, we certainly had a few people that have said no. They have no particular social media yeah. presence, which yeah. is fine. So, but, hey, just approach me and come and talk to me. Exactly. So, yeah. As we've yeah, said, okay. um, lecturers are always approachable. If you have a question, you want to know more about what they like to teach, you want to know more about their passions, and if you are a student of one of their units and you do have a question or you need a bit of help, please reach out because they are will do everything they can to help you that's absolutely that's, yeah. that's what they try that's what they that's what they like to do so um thank you so much for coming in and talking with us it's been an absolute pleasure and with a bit of luck some first years that might be doing this unit um either this trimester or in the future will feel a little bit more at ease and a little bit less stressed and worried about what to expect in this unit it's, i certainly hope so it's yeah. it's uh, it can be a very uh it can be a very overwhelming thing starting university but we want everyone out there to know that it doesn't have to be it, there are certainly things you can do to make the whole process a lot easier mm. absolutely and it's the best time of your life it is it really is it will be the university could be some of the best memories you'll ever have so kim and i will be back at about 3 30 we'll have an interview with you with ricky jones from hsns 170 again thank you so much we really appreciate you being in and we're going to play you out with eleanor rigby by the beatles you're listening to tune fm here (laughs) on 106.9 una student powered radio here is eleanor rigby